0: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Roseanne Thorns.
1: Hey Love Bugs, and welcome to another episode of the Roseanne Thorns podcast. I am here. It is summer. We are all hot. We are quarantined. I pray that y'all have AC because it's blistering outside. But, anyways, I am P. Ryan and I am here with a wonderful guest, someone who is near and dear to my heart and to the show. Everybody, welcome, Mr. Philly Green. <laughs>
2: Hello!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so So happy to be here. Yeah. so happy to have you. So, um, the way we kind of start the show off is by having you tell the people about yourself. So, tell the people about yourself.
2: All right, well, um, I am a Jamaican. Yeah. Engineer with a love for food and if i had a choice i probably wouldn't be working for anyone i'll be working for myself and And that's it
1: we we reclaim that though yes that could happen you know today oh it is going to happen (laughs) (laughs) i receive it i receive it And so, yes, you are Jamaican, you are an engineer, okay, established, um, and you have a love for food. And, fun fact, you are my relative. Yes. Yes,
0: yes. I am.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, we have known each other, well, I've known you all of my life. Uh, You knew me. Since birth
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well since my
1: birth Right but you've been like one and a half Maybe two right Yep. And so we go back quite a long ways Um, And I think It's so interesting how our relationship Has kind of evolved like over time So Mm -hmm. we were definitely close Like you know because we were a part of each other's lives, like, throughout our lives, yeah? Mm-hmm. So playing and things like that, like, you know, all the child stuff. Um, in school, we were a couple years apart, so I think we were in the same environments, but, like, didn't really have the same scholastic experiences. Yeah. But I remember kind of going away um, for school, going away for more school. It's like I went away, <laughs> then I went farther away. Um, then I came back, and I'm going to be honest, when I came back, I had so much anxiety because I was just like, i'm coming back as this new affirmed individual and i have no idea like how it's going to mesh with everyone
3: mm-hmm. but i
1: remember we first met up at um not buffalo wild wings what's the other place with the fire wings mad Max down mad Max. Uh, yes rest
2: in peace oh man <laughs> oh the health department came after <laughs> that <them. should've> <laughs> listen y'all may have had roaches and rats but the food was fire fire (laughs) listen that was that extra seasoning (laughs) delicious
1: we met at mad max and it was just like nothing had changed actually i would even challenge and say that our relationship got even like stronger because in Mm -hmm. adulthood we could talk about like real things right so like i could talk about my queerness we could talk about weed because that is a thing right yes (laughs) And also, like, process real experiences. So, like, we had experiences of being in, like, a really conservative environment in our youth, Um, Mm -hmm. going to church school and, like, having reactions to the people in church school, having reactions to those people even now, having reactions to the systems in which we were nurtured in. Yep. It was a lot.
2: It was a whole lot. (laughs) It was a whole lot. But... I feel as though that experience definitely is a part of the basis in which we changed ourselves.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me more.
2: Um, so with some people, they can go through a oppressive religious experience and go deeper into it. Mm, right. Yeah. 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 Um, become entrenched in a way that they can't come out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But for us, I feel as though we took the college experience and the the knowledge that it gave us to really, you know, question our faith and come out stronger and be able to take all the good that faith could give us. And leave and- things that weren't useful. Exactly. Mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. yep. And it's
1: funny that you mentioned that because I was on a Instagram live, not as a guest, but as just an attendee. <laughs> 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 For uh Shalea Frazier.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she is the woman, she's a phenomenal singer. She's worked with Quincy Jones, she's worked with um the members of Take Six. She um oh, wow. just recently played Dorinda Clark Cole on the Clark Sisters movie. Oh, wow. hmm And she was on a um, Instagram live with Stevie Mackey, who's another like amazing singer who is the vocal coach for Jennifer Lopez currently. Right. And fun mm. fact, you know, we're talking about our religious experience. We both grew up Seventh-day Adventist, um, mm. still practice, you know, Oh um, yeah. but they also grew up Adventist and they had this similar conversation of unlearning, you know, Taking some of the things that like helped build their faith, but then unlearning some of the things that really didn't serve them. And yeah. they actually made the comment that they believe kind of engaging with religion in that way helped them gain the success that they have today. And I would say the same for myself. Not yeah. only does it affirm like who you are as a person, but I think it also leads you to accomplish the things that you accomplish in life.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It it's a it's a separate drive when you can say you know what i'm going to do something consistently every week that feeds into all the other activities of your life mm, mm, right mm. that consistency that determination um mm. that you conformed. get from church yes uh-huh, yeah uh-huh. i mean there's mornings you those saturday mornings you get up and you really don't want to go anywhere yeah, yeah. right you're taking extra long to iron your clothes. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> we do, Sometimes we
1: get there at noon. Hey.
2: Yes. <laughs> but you're there, right? You're there. Mm-hmm. But you're there. And so. they even talked
1: about even just, like, the discipline that comes with honing in on one's craft, right? Yeah. Sometimes, you know... I even think of like my dad being, you know, a deacon and sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you're just sitting in church thinking you're about to just go with the flow and it's like, come and sing, right? Many a times, not just my dad, but other people have just been like, hey, okay, we want to hear from you. The spirit has led me to ask you for a song. (laughs) you, You really have to kind of like be so in tuned with your craft that you're able to go up, not be nervous and just be like, okay, here's a song oh man, well, bless
2: you, because that would not be me. I would be sweating up a storm. Oh, well, I definitely I would do, do it. sweat. I definitely I would do sweat.
3: Yes,
1: I definitely do sweat, but I still try to get it done, right?
2: Yes. Now,
1: yeah. one of the things that really inspires me about kind of your journey. It's not just this aspect of religion and kind of like finding your footing and um, getting to kind of like know yourself. But I've really been inspired by, you know, you talk about the fact that you're an engineer. I'm so inspired by your educational pursuit. Oh,
2: what a journey that was. (laughs) (laughs) That was a messy journey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about it because I think... So often a, very, a huge theme um, for a lot of episodes in, uh, in season one of this podcast um, is that a lot of people have plans and mm-hmm. those plans get diverted. And then you have to kind of figure out and just kind of trust the process, trust the timing to achieve the goals that you want. And when I say that I am inspired by your edu- educational pursuit, like I am inspired because you did not let obstacles kind of like deter you. Here you are now, a full engineer, coined up, you know, allowing... Which has, like, opened doors for you to do many things. So I'm going to shut up. Tell the people about your educational journey and, like, some of the obstacles that you had to overcome to get to where you are.
2: Oh, my gosh. So it definitely was not typical in any way. I think it starts with high school. Oh, okay. Um, Honestly, it does. So I started off high school... Going to a conservative Christian high school, Mm -hmm. Um, and throughout my life, um, my parents paid for me to go to school, go to private school. So, come come high school that first year, they did the same, but it was too expensive. Mm -hmm. It was way too expensive. You know, they had a young daughter to to take care of as well, too. So. we came to the decision that I would go to a public high school for 10th grade through 12th, 12th grade. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go to a good school. So I took the grades that I had gotten from that private school, Mm -hmm. which were very good. And I applied to central high school in Philadelphia and I started a deal.
1: Oh, oh, that's cool. For my Philly folk. (laughs) (laughs) People be so steam-pressed over Central, but for good reason,
2: okay? Listen, and for very good reason, because I thought that I was a genius after Mm. leaving all of these private schools, Mm. and I come to Central, and I don't know anything.
1: You get humbled. Yo, can we talk about that? (laughs) Can we talk? No, because I think that is like so interesting. So we have the private school experience. Yes. yes. And I think regardless of private school that you go to, there is kind of like a culture that you pay enough money. Yes, Mm -hmm. there is like a a level of learning that you receive, but we place private schools on these pedestals. And a lot of times when you transition from a private school to like a public school in a certain environment. Right, Because mm-hmm. I also had that transition um going to a public school environment in kind of like a suburban, pretty privileged area, right mm-hmm. You start to realize one either like everybody's just like you, <laughs> so you're <laughs> not really this special snowflake, or you realize, damn, maybe I'm a little bit behind, but right. it's those privileges with money, like the money you invest in that private school, right. It mm-hmm. kind of makes you feel like, oh no, I'm better than these people who aren't paying for their education.
2: But okay, yeah. I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> but we have to we gotta make that known. No, for real. For real. Um so basically I had to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and by the time I graduated, um, I, I had really good grades as well. So I got into all of the schools I applied to. All of the colleges I applied to, mm-hmm. and the one that gave me the most money was the University of Pittsburgh. So I was like, "Oh man, this is my time to be free. Yes. I'm going to be <laughs> five hours away from my parents. Heard I'm going you. to get loose, okay? <laughs> as a goose, as a goose." <laughs> so you know, I get there, um, had the time of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, went there for. It was biochemistry and neuroscience. Right? Because I had this smart idea that I was going to be a doctor.
3: Oh, welcome.
2: right i was like i'm going to make my parents proud and you know what they want they want a doctor they a want MD. a lawyer <laughs> they want something along those lines right raise your hand if you've been there ladies and gentlemen
3: <laughs> Raise
1: because i know there are a lot of first gens listening to this
2: yes mm-hmm. yes so i go to the school and during my time at the school my parents divorced mm. And at that point, I tried to focus, but it wasn't working. Yeah, traumatic. I wanted to be home.
0: Yeah.
2: I wanted to be home. And I want to say in around late October, November of that first semester, I woke up one morning and I could not move. My whole body was in pain, especially my stomach. Mm. and I couldn't move. So I mustered up the strength to pick up my phone and call um, someone that I knew from Philly.
0: Yeah,
2: Um, His name was Kern, amazing guy. Um, And I was like, look, I am immobilized. I need help. This man went to my dorm room, put me on his shoulders, and carried me to the University of Pittsburgh Medical center, wow, to the uh, hospital, right? Um, so I get there, and they tell me that my appendix, appendix had expanded to the point where it was about to explode. Oh, my goodness, yes,
0: <laughs> lousers.
2: Um, so my mom comes, and basically, I tell her, Look, I can't be here, especially with all this. So I get a special exemption, um, to leave the school and i go home
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: with no idea of what i'm going to do in the future i know this is like a wild question why did your appendix expand like was it because of stress did they say it was because it was of like- most likely stress related
0: okay okay
2: um because i wasn't doing anything too crazy you know drinking a little bit partying a little bit um well, see you went to pittsburgh yes. okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs>
1: And so, you know, drinking a little bit means different things for different people. I went to Maryland. Drinking a little bit could be like the Holy Trinity, which is like (laughs) vodka, wine, and beer in one cup. Like,
2: (laughs) Oh, no. I wasn't doing all that. For me,
1: you know, going to a party,
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm sipping a little beer, you know, because mind you, I had just left my parents' house. So I'm going to jump in. But I'm going to get my feet wet first
0: oh, okay. I, okay. before
2: I jump all the way in. So, you know, I was, you know, drinking drink a little beer, maybe a, maybe some mixed drinks, some jungle juice, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but nothing too crazy where the point where I can't walk.
0: Okay. You know? Gotcha.
2: So I get home and um, kind of deal with the stress of, you know, the divorce and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know, I need to go back to school because I can't just sit at home. Yeah um so I applied to the Univers- University of Delaware, which was close to where my mom lived, and I got in and I started school all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, from the beginning?: Yes. Oh shit. I had to trash that whole semester. Mm. I couldn't transfer any anything mm-hmm. because mind you, I didn't take finals I't because I left early.
0: Gotcha, you. gotcha. You.
2: So I go to Delaware for biochemistry, right. <laughs>
1: again smart. Like what about what about liberal studies? What about communications? You know, my ass was psychology, okay?
2: <laughs> Biochemistry. <laughs> <laughs> because mind you, I'm still in that mind frame of I'm Doctor. prepping for med school, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I go through 3 years at the University of Delaware, right? And I get to my last my last year. And I'm struggling because I don't know what I want to do in life. I'm in these classes and my mind isn't there.
0: Bruh. My so. mind is
2: on my family. My mind is on um, my future. My mind is on the loans weren't crazy because it was in state tuition. Bless you. Maybe like a, gr- a grand a year. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. This is how long ago that was. Yeah. Where where the it state was a grand a year. Nowadays, Jesus take the wheel. Take uh, it from <laughs> our hands. <laughs> we don't right? want to talk about loans. Trauma, yo, trauma. Be the devil and mm. he will flee from thee. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I get to the end of my junior year and I drop out. Mm-hmm. I start working in a lab in Delaware. Um, while I was in school. And I keep working there after I left, right? For about a year. And then I get tired of that. And I'm like, you know what? I need something new. I need to change the space. Maybe that will give me the clarity I need to figure out what I actually need to do with my life.
1: Mm-hmm. And so let me just re like step back a little bit. You dropped out because your head just wasn't in in school were you ever yes. tempted to switch majors no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
2: because at that point i was like you know what i really don't know what my direction is and for me to jump into something else just to try my money wasn't that long to just be mm-hmm. trying stuff heard you right? heard you um and i know i didn't want to burden my mother with even more things to worry about outside of dealing with a divorce yeah yeah right um and running a household so i moved to philadelphia um it was kind of the stars aligning so i got a job in king of Prussia,
4: Mm
2: -hmm. um and my mother my grandmother had a stroke that same year Mm mm-hmm um, and luckily, I was there to, you know, take her to the hospital and kind of work things out with that situation. Uh, but my dad ended up moving her with him to um, Nashville, and her apartment was open. So I was able to get an apartment in Philly in a very rough area.
1: <laughs> a very rough area, but you know what? It's let's, where we grew up, uh, right? Okay, and let's put a pin right there, right? Because I think... Ooh, there is a significance with that area. Yeah. So I, I recently wrote a letter to the dean of my program that mm-hmm. will be covered in some other time. Right. Oh, whew. but to begin that letter, I talked about how coming back to school, um, mm-hmm. the, the program that I'm currently in was mm-hmm. like a full circle moment for me because out of all the travels that I did to kind of acquire education and to have experience, it's funny that the end of my educational pursuit is right back where my earliest memories are. Wow. Wow. Full
2: circle. Talk about it. Full circle.
1: Right. And to be honest, it's right down the street from where central was. So it's funny that our lives have taken us back to kind of like, even though my beginning was in New York, right. Yeah. In In a way, When we talk about like forming memories, it took me right back to the beginning. Like, I remember going to a daycare. I remember going to elementary school. I remember the Jamaican shop right down the street that, you know, (laughs) that has been there since God knows when. And so (laughs) (laughs) so, it's so funny that amidst all this, like, figuring out and life discovery, your journey takes you right back there. continue this story because i'm so yes. like I'm so into it <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: so I get back into this apartment in this neighborhood that I know very well um, and I start working as a technician mm-hmm. in King of Prussia um, working with catalysts you know which are these devices that clean up all of the toxins that come out of your engine and you end up with water and Non toxic things coming out of your tailpipe. Science. Right? Okay. Right? <laughs> Science. So, mind you, I get this job with basically just some college experience and a high school degree. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I'm not getting a lot of money, but it's enough to pay my $500 rent,
4: mm-hmm.
0: right? Mm-hmm. My
2: utilities, my car payments, and all of that stuff. Right? Yeah. So, I'm thankful. So I get to the point At that job I'd been working there for maybe Three or four years And I was like look I want to move up What do I need to do to move up Because I know everything That a lot of the people with degrees here Are doing But I'm not getting paid
3: Mm, mm -hmm, On their mm -hmm. level
2: And they were like We need a degree sir Mm. So I said what degree do you want (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. They said, we need you to be a chemical engineer. I was like, say no more. That ain't no problem. So you should, like, I got you. <laughs> I
3: was like, bet.
2: <laughs> like, it's no, it's no big thing. I'm there. Right? So, mind you, I'm working between 50 and 60 hours a week, right? At this job. Mm-hmm. And decide. To go back to school for chemical engineering, right? Yeah. So I go to Villanova, which is close to King of Prussia, right? I get into the school only because they said, okay, if you want to come here, we understand your life experience and all that stuff, but we need to make sure that you can actually pass our classes. Mm-hmm. So you need to go to community college, and we'll give you a list of classes that you need to take. You take those classes, and we'll let you in. Yeah. So let me tell you what I did. I went to Montgomery County Community College, aced all the classes that they told me to take,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and some extra engineering classes that they didn't even ask me to take, just so I could say, you know what, hold that. that Got you. Problem. Right? <laughs> hold that. <laughs> so I handed them all A's yes. while I'm working 60 hours a week. Yeah. Right? They're like, okay, we'll accept you on a probationary basis. Right? So. That first year, they're kind of seeing what type of grades I get, right? So that first year, I take 12 credits while working 60 hours. And I basically ace everything,
4: Mm -hmm, right?
2: mm. And I'm like, you know what? I can do this. But it got harder and harder and harder. So I get to my senior year. It's time to graduate,
4: right?
2: It got to the point where because I'm working basically about 50 hours a week at work and trying to get a chemical engineering degree. There were weeks where I did not sleep
4: Mm, mm -hmm. at all.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, and it got so bad that at one point I actually fell asleep at the wheel on my way to work. Mercy. Um, luckily no one else was hurt, but my car was done. Mm. Right. Hmm. But let me tell you what I graduated. Heard you. I gradu I fell asleep at the wheel, but I graduated. Heard <laughs> you, shouting,
1: well, when we praise God that you are still alive, first and yep. foremost. To, to graduate? <laughs>
2: yeah. yes, yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Oh my goodness! My spirit is so full already. Say what you're going to say.
2: And just to tie everything together, that year, my senior year. Someone was murdered in front of my car. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, that love relationship that I have with my neighborhood, I had to say, you know what? My safety is a little bit more important. I heard you. This. Heard you loud and clear. So, I started house shopping my senior year.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: My job taking these ridiculous classes, right? These capstone classes, and I'm working full time, and now I'm house hunting. I closed on my house before I graduated. Like a month before I graduated. Yes. Yes. So I, moved, I bought my first house before I got a degree. Mm-hmm. Then once I got the degree, JM gave me a pay raise. So we- we're talking about
1: houses, land, <laughs> a degree, all... After you had this experience of a busted up appendix, what? Oh, I even
0: say appendix.
2: <laughs> appendix, appendix, appendix.
1: <laughs> yes, <Okay. laughs> your appendix went to to shit. Yes, school after school, not yep. knowing what you were gonna or what you wanted to do, so you just dipped, right? Yeah. But then look at the blessings that I won't say fell in your lap that you worked hard for. mm Hmm. Right. But
2: this is the experience that gave me clarity as to what I wanted to do with my life. Say that one more time. Get it was the it. experience mm-hmm. that gave me clarity as to what I needed to do with my life.
4: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm.
2: It was finding the job first and being like, you know what? This is something I really love. But in order to excel, I might need some more education. Mm-hmm right? Mm
4: -hmm. What
2: education do I need that I can use? Oh, okay. Now I have the motivation to get the grades that I need to get the degree, Mm -hmm. right? It's not this space of, oh, I don't know what I need to do next. It's, oh, I know exactly what I need to do next to get what I want long-term.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what I'm hearing you say too is before you even go about this, cookie cutter path right we're Mm -hmm. especially living in this climate where it's just like the go to high school go to college go to xyz isn't that one track path isn't working for everyone yes so before you even get to that point or commit yourself to that commit yourself to the loans that may come with that yourself to the stress that may come with that that may make your appendix bust there needs to be some experiences that give clarity to what your passion is, what your goals are.
2: Yeah, Mm. exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that whole experience gave me the perspective to say, Hey, sometimes you need to wait for clarity before you jump. So it wasn't just Mm -hmm. the school experience and, Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: The buying the house experience, it it was, you know what? The lesson that I can pull from all of this is wait for the experience to give you clarity before you make a decision. And it's not going to be that way every time. Yeah, yeah. But some of the best decisions are made from experience.
1: Mm. I'm silent right now because I really spoke to my to my spirit. Oh. <laughs> I told my, You know how every year people do, the, this is the year of X, this is the year of Y, this is the year of Z. I told mm-hmm. myself this is the year of clarity. Oh. So for you to bring up... Oh, I'm shook. Oh wow. I don't know what to
2: say. That's amazing.: That's mm. amazing. Mm.
1: I appreciate you for sharing that story and oh. the lessons that you gained from that. But your story doesn't end at engineering. No, right? it does not. <laughs> there, are, there are so many parts of you that just, like, are amazing and that show the work that you put in or that you invest in yourself and the return that can come from it when you invest in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so first, um, or second, since we already talked about engineering first, <laughs> let's travel into music, right? Oh, wow, yeah. And so one thing that you don't know is when I went to undergrad, I was still kind of connected to you in the sense that like, I bragged on you 24-7, especially really? like when it comes to your musical accomplishments, right? So when you were in high school, or was it when you were in undergrad? You, high school. High school. Mm-hmm. You had some affiliation with Common? The Roots. The Roots. Okay,
0: okay, okay.
2: That was so crazy. That whole experience was unreal. Tell us about it. It was my first time seeing a professional
1: studio,
2: Mm -hmm. um, and seeing what that space is supposed to look like, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, and before we
1: get there, you're a producer. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Another thing I wish I could do full time, but one day, one Mm -hmm. day. So, um, I get to central and I meet a fellow seven day Adventist.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, that I had had prior history with, Mm -hmm. So this guy, my prior history with him was actually making fun of him. Um, A, bully. A bully. <laughs> I was, okay. A bully. Mm-hmm. Okay, sometimes, not mm-hmm. all the time. But for me, what, back in those days, um, basketball was it, at our middle school. Right? For you. <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs>
2: for you. That is And I know, I know what you're talking about.
1: Shout out to Sojourner Truth, Seven day Adventist School.
2: Yes, Sojourner Basketball. Truth. Love okay. We love like you. you. Yes, we do.
3: <laughs>
1: Basketball was it for you and them other children. For me in my house. <laughs> I hear you, cuz. I hear you. So,
2: <laughs> so, um, During one of those basketball experiences, I see this super tall guy and I'm like, oh, he must be dunking. He must be doing all types of crazy stuff. And he gets out onto the court and it's just trash city. (laughs) So I start calling him Matumbo. I'm like, Matumbo, for the three. And it was just airball every time, right? So he remembered me from that, right? Trauma. (laughs) And at this time, this is 10th grade. So I'm walking into Central as a transfer student in 10th grade. Meanwhile, this guy had built like a rapport. At yes. Yes. So he's basically running a lot of things now. Right. And I'm coming in as fresh meat. So the tables had kind of turned. Right. <laughs> so I see this guy and I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, Matumbo, huh? Okay. Right, <laughs> tables ah! turn. The tables turn. <laughs> Shout out <Yes>. to Spice. <laughs> yep. Um, and you know that kind of became the basis of our relationship, where it was kind of this because we had had this history of of trauma. Mm-hmm. To be honest, mm. um, we were completely honest with each other all the time. Wow. Right, and it built a friendship where it's like, you know what? I have a guy that no matter what he's going to tell me exactly what the truth is and vice versa. Mm. So it started as a friendship first. And then from that friendship, um, it got into, okay, there is something that you're interested in that I kind of like, how can I get into it too?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So he had had another friend um, at central that was really into music. He had a bunch of equipment, uh, a massive house where he could record whatever he wanted, you know. And I ended up, ended up befriending him, too. And the three of us ended up producing music together, mm-hmm. right? So um, one of the guys um, in our group was a rapper, and he made an album. And one of the songs caught the attention of the, one of the uh, members of the Roots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was like, I need this for our album. Right? So we go to their studio um, and we get contracts together and all this stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: And the song ends up being on their album. and the album is grammy nominated yes yes so from there our production team has credits on a grammy nominated album look at god right Mm -hmm. so insane thanks to delon because delon his talent when it comes to drums and Mm. synthesizers and stuff It was that that drew their their attention.
4: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: Um, And I learned so much in terms of production from him in terms of how the Titan sounds and um, a lot of things. So thanks to him and Lee, um, I can now put Grammy-nominated producer after my name.
0: Yes,
1: you surely can. And this is why working with you is such an honor. And also, I feel like whenever I get the chance to work with you, there's like a seriousness that... Not to say that I'm not serious in other aspects of my life, (laughs) but I just feel that much more focused, right? Because I don't want to waste your time. I really, every time that we come together, I want to create something that makes sense. And we wound up creating something that makes so much sense, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Earlier this year or no last year um mm-hmm. we released that song american beauty which i still am so in love with which i still you know sip wine to and just vibe out to sometimes yeah. you know maybe half an edible and vibe out to. and so i thank you so much and i'm so proud of your journey
2: mm-hmm. it informs so much even the way that i produce comes from experience mm, right um I don't listen to the radio. Mm
4: -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: I go to Amazon. I click find Mm -hmm. Amazon music. And I look for the craziest album cover I can find. Mm -hmm. And I'll listen to people that have no names in our community. Yeah. Just so I can have an understanding of the way people are arranging not just in American music, not just in British popular music, but I want to hear African rhythms. I want to hear Iranian rhythms. I want to hear music from the the 60s in other countries, not the Beatles, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that
2: informs the way that I put things together.
0: I absolutely right? love that. I love that. Yeah,
2: yeah, because if it's really good, it doesn't matter what language it, it's in, It's going to translate. Exactly. Mm -hmm,
1: mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: So with all that in mind, let's play a game, right? Okay. (laughs) Where I have you just complete these sentences. Okay. The music industry is... Over.
2: (laughs) Hurt you. (laughs) At least the the music industry that we grew up with, Mm -hmm. the way things are run. Mm -hmm. Music isn't over. Mm Mm-hmm. But the industry in which you're taking so much from people and not really giving, mm-hmm. that's over. Mm-hmm. The internet and, has changed that.
1: And so for those individuals who are trying to break into the industry, what's mm-hmm. your
2: reaction to that? Um, it depends on what your goals are.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: If your goals are to be the next Beyonce, um, maybe the chance the rapper route isn't the best for you maybe Mm -hmm. you need more of a machine um but there's artists like russ that are out here making millions a year Mm -hmm. um and reaching the people that really care about his music um without the backing of anyone so it it all depends on what your goals are Mm -hmm. right
1: so with that in mind complete this sentence a true
2: artist changes the world
1: just through music
2: yep okay yep because music isn't just putting stuff together that sounds nice Mm. right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you think of iconic musicians right people that you think of prince Mm -hmm. he wasn't just banging things together he had a message right and his message changed the world. Mm. Michael, you think of Thriller. That was so boom bap, right? It was an amazing album. But closer to the later, later on in his life, they don't really care about us. Like, you get you get more substance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, And that's the Michael that I care about more than the kid is not my son. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. A true artist changed the world.
1: Love it. Final um fill in the blank or <laughs> complete the sentence. <laughs> when it comes to music, there's a difference between
2: there's a difference between honesty and a gimmick.
1: Oh, well, I guess that applies to more than music.
2: Oh, yes. But oh, expand. But expand on but that. But in terms of of musicianship, so yeah. I think of Someone like, because he's all over the news now, Takashi, 6ix9ine, Mm. right? I think of what he's released recently and it seems like a gimmick. It doesn't seem like it's something that's meant to Mm -hmm. really change our world and change society and open people's minds, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then I think of my favorite artist, one of my favorite artists, he's not my favorite, but one of my favorite artists, Action Bronson, right? Mm -hmm. That's a character this man guzzles olive oil but it's his truth
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right
2: he loves food he loves making people uncomfortable but it's not a gimmick it's his honest self yeah. and people have seen that honesty as something that can honestly make a lot of money yeah. right he has a bunch of shows on vice land and you know he has a bunch of books and artwork you know um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all of that came from people seeing his honesty right and loving he's an extremely talented rapper the the paint the pictures that he paints with his words are insane but it comes from a place of honesty and people can feel that and they will probably see a lot of longevity from that absolutely versus takashi <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love how you completed that sentence because it reminds me of a word that you consistently speak into my life where you say you can't fake authenticity. Yeah. Yep.
0: Right? Yeah. And
1: you always just encourage kind of just like leading with your truth, leading with your authentic self. So that's why I said it, it definitely applies to much more than music, but <laughs> so good. So, so good. Yeah. Now, before we get too long-winded, I really want to make time for um, a business that you... Have delved into. So I introduced you as Mr. Philly Green, right? Yes. That is, that is short for Philly Green Catering. Yes. Right. And you mentioned yes. that you have a love for food. Briefly, tell the people about your business and how you came to even develop this idea. Because I um I have, as you know, this wrist flick co, right? Where I just post my little foods. But you take yeah. the cooking to a different level. <laughs>
2: And so, <laughs> and so, tell the people. <laughs> All right. So, honestly, it started out as something that I did for myself, mm-hmm. and then I did for a few of my friends, and they it liked it. Did for me, and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it grew from there, and it's still growing. Um, It's a combination of experiences, right? Yes, truly. So um i have ibs and which basically means a messed up stomach Mm -hmm. it just doesn't work the way it it used to not work the way it needed
1: we speak healing
2: over your entire body because from the appendix (laughs) to the stomach (laughs) (laughs) going on (laughs) Ah! but i tell you i feel great right in this moment i feel amazing um but medical marijuana is something that i use to help and it helps a lot mm-hmm. um, in terms of the flare-ups that I have and, you know, just quality of life. It's amazing, right? So um, the way they recommend ingesting it is with either edibles or um, vaporizing it. And I have asthma and vaporization isn't the best thing for me.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided... To start making edibles with the medical cannabis that I bought. So, you can buy edibles from the dispensary, but it's so expensive, Mm -hmm. right? So, for me, I decided you know what? I have this chemical engineering background, right? I know how to calculate concentrations and I know how to extract active ingredients. From other things because of my chemical engineering background. Come on, alignment. Come right? on. <laughs> I am standing over here. Okay. Yes. So I started doing it for myself. And um I understood that quality is something that's so important when it comes to putting anything in your body. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? Let me make a company where I'm using foods from sustainable sources. Um and I'm making delicious things with high quality um, that are infused with cannabis, mm. right? And I, I've started off with, you know, asking friends, hey, try this out. Just tell me what you think. I'm not charging you anything. Just try it out and tell me what you think. And I got all these glowing reviews. I got people asking me, like, please, can I get some more? And <laughs> um,
1: that's where it is now. Yeah. You yeah. And it's a fabulous business, fabulous food. You have Eve I have even connected you to some of people in my social network who yeah. do nothing but rave about the material that you put out. So again, if you're in the Philadelphia area or not, Philly Green Catering, get to know them. And I'll have you plug um the social media handles at the end of the show. Yeah. Okay. All right. But one thing I wanted to raise is that, you know, We're in a climate right now where people are heavily calling out um, oppressive systems, systems of racism, systems of marginalization, um, systems of injustice. Um, And we can't talk about marijuana and its benefits like you talked about IBS. It can help for anxiety. It can help for depression. It can help you get a good night's sleep.
3: Um,
1: But we can't talk about the benefits without talking about the injustices around um, marijuana, right? Or weed. Um, Yep. A lot of black men, a lot of men of color, a lot of people of color have been heavily criminalized um, because they, you know, distribute weed, um, because they engage in weed use. But then, mm-hmm. right now, a lot of white men are now making millions to billions and are, you know, creating these huge industries off of weed. And now it's kind of become in, in vogue, right? It's become yep. like in in fashion, in in kind of like the sw- the modern swing. Um, yeah. As one who's kind of starting their business, what is your intention in kind of combating, if any, in kind of combating, like, this system?
2: Um, I think it starts off with just showing your face, Mm -hmm. right? Showing your face in spaces, yeah. Um, Showing that, number one, it is possible to make high-quality products and be Black, Mm -hmm. right? And also, it's knowing the law, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Because you cannot lose when you know the rules, right? And not just the
1: surface rules, but the the undercurrent rules too. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Some would say, keep a
2: file. For real. For real. (laughs) I would say it's. It's very important to um, not just educate yourself, mm-hmm. but educate other people that are also trying to start out as well too mm. in this in this new field. Um, so if there's anyone else that wants to get into this, that's a person of color, mm. I will gladly help you. Mm. There's enough money and business out here for all of us to win. Yeah. Um, and to do it legally, right? Yeah. yeah. So...
1: So, as so it sounds like the way you're kind of combating the system is as you're moving vertically. I wish
2: you the best on that.
1: And I am super excited to see this business grow. You already know you have a loyal customer. Okay? Oh, yes,
2: <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah.
1: Now, we talked about life right season Mm -hmm. one of this podcast is unofficially called the essential work of life and relationships so Mm -hmm. as we move on to the relationship portion of this podcast i would love to touch on your current partnership right yeah now i've had a kind of like bird's eye like outside view of different relationships that you've experienced but i can honestly say that your current partner today is just
2: the bee's knees no for real yeah she is amazing. How
1: did y'all meet?
2: Oh my God! So we met at Villanova
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? This was the year that I transferred in mm-hmm. so that was her senior year, and she was leaving <laughs> right? yeah <laughs> um, Villanova had won a championship that year, and that's that's one of the reasons why I remember it so fondly because we had an insane time um but We met at a Martin Luther King symposium where, you know, they talked about, um, a lot of racial issues at Villanova, Mm. um, a very, very, very white school. Oh, we know. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and she was on the stage. Um, and I made sure I raised my hand to ask a question. So she knew I was in the audience, right? (laughs) I had my eye on her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So after the whole talk, um I'm talking to someone close to the exit. And little did I know that this person that I was talking to was actually a um what would you call it? A collaborator, a colluder. in in stopping me so that my now partner could come talk to me before I left.
1: Oh, so this person was a
2: wing person. They were in the wings.
3: (laughs)
1: They had the
2: wings. So my partner comes up to me and she's, you know, saying, okay, well, let's talk later. You know, here's my number. We'll meet up um and mind you i'm in i'm just starting school i don't have time for anything no one Mm -hmm. ever sees me on campus because i go from work to school school to work and then i go home to study yeah yeah um so to make a long story short there were maybe something like 80 something days left in the semester and, you know, we're dating and she's basically saying, I'm, I'm going to go back to New York when all of this is done. Mm-hmm. Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But I didn't want to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I played the no pressure card, but I'm here for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. And to make a long story short, it just wasn't feasible for her to to go back home. And I offered my living space in North Philadelphia. It's like, hey, you know, if you need a place to crash, you know, my place is open. And she has been living with me since then. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been a beautiful union. It's been insane. Um, So she has a psych background. Mm -hmm. Um, And with a psych background comes, as you probably know, (laughs) a plethora of knowledge on communication and Mm -hmm. the best way to let your feelings be known without being hurtful. Mm -hmm. And I had come from a history of relationships where... um, number one, communication was not a strong suit. Mm -hmm. Number two, if communication did happen, it was usually in a way that was not helpful to the parties involved and most likely hurtful to the parties involved. Mm -hmm. So coming into this new space with her, it was all communication, respect, and love, right? Mm
4: -hmm.
2: And also the understanding that, okay, if you need time, to kind of gather your thoughts that's okay too time is okay when i heard this i
1: was like mm. wait what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh i because even from say- a jamaican background right what, what is time, time. <laughs> right 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 and it's like
2: if you have a problem talk about it now. just spew it out now and then you say
1: the wrong things and it creates this very just Volatile dynamic. Yes. Right? Sometimes you need a moment to just
2: gather your thoughts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. also realize where does this anger come from? Oh, mercy. Right? Because it comes from somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. And understanding the root of your frustrations, because the root of your frustrations usually isn't the person that you're yelling at I'm about to close this whole laptop. Mm -hmm. Right? Right? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's from that perspective that you know I've honestly had the best relationship of my life Mm
0: -hmm. in terms Mm
2: -hmm. of a partner. Right? Yeah. Um and I'm really thankful for it. She's she's younger than me, but by she's taught me way beyond she's my teacher Mm
0: -hmm. when it comes
2: to communication. Right. Amen. Um, and I'm, I'm so thankful for it. Oh, I'm
1: so here for that. And I love how not only are you experiencing a personal journey um, in this relationship, I'm really getting a front row view at you guys curating a relationship that's defined on your terms. Yeah. Right. And yep. so, and the reason why I say this is because I, I'm taking back to your thirtieth birthday celebration. Yes. Um, and everybody kind of gave you like wonderful words and things, but I remember your mom <laughs> <laughs> at one point saying, "You know, I love that you have this relationship. Just make it right." And, and that I was like, "Right." Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What does that mean?"
1: So oh, I, I'm know. curious. I do know, but I would love for you to share how you kind of like perceive that like what did the meaning of that as well as your reaction and current response to that
2: so um i kind of chose not to indulge in that okay. statement <laughs> in the moment because i'm like this is my birthday party and there are people here that don't know anything about our strict religious upbringing so i'm just gonna
1: And we could say religious, but I would also say conservative cultural
2: upbringing. Yes, 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 yes. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: And there's kind of a respectability factor that's really expected, right? And I think, you know, we talk about just like our family history. Yes, we come from a conservative religious background, but our foreparents, like our grandparents, were kind of like the founders of the church in that area, right? Or one of the founders of the church in that area. Um, I think Jamaicans, while there's a westernized fetishization of Jamaicans, like we are somewhat of a a conservative people, or I would say at least our families are. Yeah. um, Yeah. Where like sex, sexuality, things like that um, are just now rising to the surface, right? And so if you have a partner, that should be under the guise of marriage because that's what looks good. But go ahead.
2: Yep. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely the communication that was had Mm -hmm. at my birthday party. Like, hey, if you're going to be living with her, y'all need to be married. Mm -hmm. Right? But fast forward to today, Mm -hmm. when I call my mother and talk to her, ask how she's doing, she mentions my partner to me. Mm. She says, oh, tell her I said hi, sending my love. You know, <laughs> it and world. it's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hearing it in her voice too. So it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know what? Um, there's this phrase of train up a child in the way they should go. When they're old, they will not depart from it. It's
1: not a phrase, that's Bible.
2: <laughs> that's <is, laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's a statement. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 something that's declared many times in Jamaican households, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I would say that the lessons in terms of um, respecting your partner, um, I think that's the training that I chose to take,
4: Mm -hmm.
2: right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And whether or not it actually happened in my household, um, I feel as though... I learned what not to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I learned that. Um, if. You make. A space that is healthy. And loving. Mm-hmm. No one will be able to deny how good that space is. Yeah. Whether or not um you think it's following biblical law. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So my my dad loves my partner, Mm -hmm. always mentions her when he calls. Mm -hmm. My mother is the same way. My sister is the same way.
1: You know what's shaking up my spirit right now? Because you're talking about that in the context of partnership, creating that healthy space. But I think that training even applies to how we treat ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Right? Creating a healthy space for yourself. Uh, You know, you talk about training up a child in the way that they should go. Our parents kind of trained us to be independent thinkers, which I think is why we now are like, okay, I see what you're giving. I'm going to take out certain parts, but I'm also going to think independently and kind of form how I want to live my life. And I don't know, I think both of our parents.
2: Yeah. Gave us that re- independence.
1: Mm-hmm. And have come that to independent respect thinking. how we show up
2: now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because they're they're seeing. They're seeing that mm. we got it pretty good. Yeah. We got yeah. it pretty good. There's a lot of children that their parents aren't proud to talk about. Wow. But us. Mm-hmm. But us.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: We now as adults can see how our parents talk about us and the joy that comes across their face
0: yeah when
1: yeah, they yeah. talk
2: about us when i was right? younger i used
1: to think my mom just didn't know how to keep my business at home <laughs> <laughs> but now i see that it's pride it's pride yeah, it mm. is it is it is thank you so oh my goodness this really did my heart well same um, a way that we kind of complete this show is just by completing another sentence i've had you complete a couple But (laughs) happiness is
2: Happiness Is The alignment Of your heart's Desire And Your Body's Action You
1: know what? I'm ready to go (laughs) I'm ready to go
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm No for real man oh, I've, I've, wow. I've, I've come to realize that more and more in life Like a lot of the things that stress me out Is when My heart really doesn't want to do it mm. But my My environment Forces me Says you have For whatever to. reason yeah. To do it yeah, right?
0: yeah.
2: And when we come into a space Where we can actually Align those two I think that's that's when we'll we'll be our happiest.
0: Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Mm. Before
1: we end, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have spent the entire time asking you questions. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to move into a section called Spin the Rose Invader.
3: Now, now, this is
1: your time though, where you get to ask me anything. It can be juicy. It can be dry. Shoot. It can be nothing at all. I almost had one person before say that they weren't going to ask something. Um, so, hey. Ryan, this is going to be juicy. Okay. I'm ready This for is going juice. to be juicy. It's going to be so juicy.
2: I don't even know if you're going to answer this, right? Well, well I have to. <laughs> In some way, shape, or fashion. And you don't have to answer it totally Mm. because we'll probably discuss it later on.
1: Yeah, I might be at your house this weekend.
2: I have this recurring memory and I'm going to ask if you remember it because I don't know if it's something that I imagined or if it's something that actually happened.
1: The Mandela effect is real.
2: No, for real. (laughs) So I have this memory of us as very young kids, right?
4: Mm -hmm.
2: I think we, we had to be like, Four. So you know I don't remember because if we were young, young, young. (laughs) But I remember us actually kissing. What is this crazy? Maybe because it wasn't anything that was sexual. It was something that was like you know when you kiss your mom on the cheek. Mm -hmm. It's like I feel so much love for my cousin. Oh that I just want to kiss him. And it wasn't sexual. Well it was just a place of love. I don't think it would be because four, right? Exactly.
1: Adults put sexuality on children before. Yep. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Isn't that crazy? Oh, but thank you for loving me.
2: No, for real. For real. (laughs) I remember it. I remember it so vividly. And I'm like, you know what? I think this informs the way that I deal with. Children in my family Mm -hmm. or the children that I'm really close to. Mm -hmm. Um, because if I was that young and understood that love can be that pure between two children that I should talk to kids in a way that's a space of complete Mm. understanding and, and knowing that they're taking in. What we're saying so I don't baby talk Children Mm -hmm. I tell them Why are you I ask them why are you Frustrated because I can see their frustration Mm -hmm. What is frustrating you about this Mm -hmm. What's frustrating to you about this And they'll actually talk Back to me about their frustrations Versus The Typical Adult child conversation Where it's like
3: oh hey Coo 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 coo
2: yeah, right yeah. because i'll tell you what the more you teach a child to recognize their frustrations and the things that make them happy from the time that they're young
4: mm-hmm. the
2: more full of an adult the more realized of an adult you'll make in the future
4: mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because
2: it's that it's that boxing
0: uh.
2: of expression that probably fuels a lot of the hatred that we see in this country today. Wow, 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 wow! Is that my words?
1: That's your word, but you didn't ask me a question. Was the question? Do I remember? Do you remember? Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I don't remember, but this touched my heart. Yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. I've I've never brought it up. I've never brought it up, but there was something that, like, I would constantly have like recurring flashbacks mm-hmm. about it, and I'm like. Yo, how do I bring this up to my cousin in a completely non judgmental space?
4: Mm.
2: And well, here it is. Here it podcast is. For everybody to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not only that, I feel yeah. as though our relationship has evolved over time to where we are right now.
1: Yeah, and I think that's absolutely fine. And I like, for me, the way I receive that, even though I don't remember, it's just like it shows me that I have been loved since I've been born yeah and what i will say i'm reading this book um called the velvet rage and it's about kind of like tapping into like queer identity and like unpacking shame and i think Mm -hmm. there was a part during undergrad um there was a moment in my life during undergrad where I felt so much shame that I could not feel love from anyone. Like, I feel like it was hard for me to tap into the fact that, like, no, your family actually loves you. Like, diff- your friends love you. And it really created a distancing of myself from maybe not so much my friends because I have this really good habit or really good skill of pretending like everything's okay. But when <laughs> it comes to my family, I was really distant. And I really had walls up and it was a moment that was really bitter and it was a moment that was like really depressing and I was just dealing with like a lot of things. And so I think you even bring that up in this space kind of reminds me of like, no, there was never a moment in your life where you weren't loved, right? There was a moment when you thought you weren't and you, (laughs) but love has been present throughout. And so I appreciate that.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Like you've always been more of a brother to me than a cousin.
1: Yeah. 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 No. And this is people need to realize that, right? Because we literally <laughs> grew up together. Yep, yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that really blessed me. My heart is full.
2: Same. Same. <laughs> this was amazing. Yeah. This was amazing.
1: Now, before we go, is there mm-hmm. anything that you want to plug your social media handles, websites, projects?
2: Oh, okay, well, Philly Um and Facebook, Instagram, Philly Green Catering. Um, in terms of music, um, I have some things that I need to finish with us. Right? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Everyone hold him accountable. Go down to Philly Green Catering and just put in the comments. Where's the music? Where's the music?
3: <laughs> Where's the music?
2: <laughs> yes. Um, there's something recently that I collaborated with my old production partner with um mm-hmm. that we're mm-hmm. supposed to be putting out soon
1: excited
2: um, including that. you yeah <laughs> excited for that um let's see what else that's that's pretty much it in terms of music mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. um but there should be more to come
3: there should be more to come
1: Perfect. Well, thank you so much again for being on here. Um, guys, this has been another episode of the Roseanne Thorns podcast. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rose and Thorns, a P. Ryan podcast. You can find Rose and Thorns on Instagram and Twitter at Rose and T. Pod. That's R-O-S-E-N-T-P-O-D. And you can find P. Ryan on Instagram and Twitter at I am P. Ryan. That's I A
3: M P-R-Y-A-N. See you next time.